0: pursuing relationship, relationship on purpose. One of the things that our father wants is to us become one. I want to do what pleases my father. We don't have to be instantly mature in everything to be loved. you got the love of God, you've got the holiness of God. You've got to marry the two because that's who and what God is. This is the Encounter Culture Podcast. Welcome to the Encounter Culture Podcast. I'm Josh Cote, your host, and this is where we pursue relationship on purpose. Our subject for today is the universal language of love, and a little bit later in the program, I'm going to be sitting down with Noi Hopsai, and we're going to be discussing uh, some of the ministries that she's involved with, how she came to know the Lord. It's not your traditional coming to Jesus testimony, I assure you of that. So it's going to be a really interesting episode today. The universal language of love. You know, Paul, when writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1, 1.5, he says, The goal of our instruction is love, which comes from a clear conscience, a sincere heart, and genuine faith. The goal of our instruction is to become love. 1 Corinthians 13 says, it doesn't matter if I've attained all knowledge. It doesn't matter if I speak with different languages, even the languages of angels. It doesn't matter if I heal the sick or feed the poor or raise the dead even. Without love, it means nothing. And then that chapter goes on to define what love truly is. Love is patient, kind, gentle, doesn't seek its own doesn't keep any record of wrong, doesn't rejoice in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. It's who God is. First John 4 talks about loving one another and where love comes from. It says that love is from God and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. But if you don't love, you just don't know God because God is. Is love. And that takes us to the source, knowing God. Jesus said, This is eternal life, that you know the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ, whom He sent. Knowing God is everything. Knowing the Father and getting to know His nature and His character really defines our identity as mankind. Because first we were born of a God kind, first we were breathed into in that garden, and we became a living being. We became the expression of God on earth. We were made in his very image. And that's what Jesus bought back. He redeemed that which was lost. He returned us back to right standing with our father in right relationship, holy, acceptable. Therefore, we could have relationship with him. We could know him. God wants to know you and he wants to be known. And as we get to know him, we discover what we were created to be, when we discover his unfailing nature, his faithfulness, his goodness, his mercy, his love, we see what we were created for as well. We see that we were created for that image. We were created to bear forth that image in his character and in his nature as believers in Christ. It's a language that can be understood by every tribe, every nation, every social economic status, every age, every people group. Love is the language that is universal. When you reach out and you give yourself away, people understand that's sacrificial. They understand that comes from a place of compassion. They understand that's transcendent, that it's not natural for us to deny ourselves. And that's why Jesus said, To come after me, you first must deny yourself. Take up your cross, the mission, the will of God, and follow me. So really excited to sit down with Noi Hopside today and talk more about that sacrificial lifestyle and her involvement with different ministries here and in Laos. So stick around. We'll be right back. Encounter Culture is more than just a podcast. It's a community movement of pursuing relationship on purpose. We steward this movement with Encounter, points of contact where believers can come together and build relationships through community conferences, Incense Rising, 24 hours of expression and encounter, house fires, regional gatherings in homes, extended living room worship, and family-style ministry. We also steward it through culture, like this podcast, with weekly vision casting, stewarding the heart of our region, inspiring and giving resources. Echo, the publishing arm of Encounter Culture, producing a regional sound, songwriting sessions, recording and distribution projects. And through treasure hunts, monthly regional outreach, activation in ministry, prophecy and evangelism. One of the best ways to connect and become involved is to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Check out our upcoming events and find out how we can pursue relationship together on purpose at EncounterCulture.us. This is the Encounter Culture Podcast. Welcome back to the Encounter Culture Podcast, where we pursue relationship on purpose. I'm so honored to have someone from across the world who now lives here in Joplin. Noi, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me.
1: Thank you, Josh, for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: To unravel the mystery of who you are, just give us a brief description of where you came from and what you're doing now.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, originally I'm from the country of Laos. If you don't know where Laos is, it's in Southeast Asia. And I moved here about eight years ago, and I'm leading a ministry called Next Gen Asia. We have been uh, helping tribal people from different places in Laos. So that's what I have been doing.
0: So tell us, what is Next Gen Asia, and what do you guys do?
1: So Next Gen Asia is a holistic discipleship program. So we focus on education, vocational training, and also discipling tribal people. And we have been doing this for over 10 years now, what we are doing, we will have people from different groups in our program and also we train, we equip and we disciple them and then we send them out to reach out to their own tribes. So we have been working with different ethnic minority groups. We have been doing that since God called me to do the mission for the beginning of the journey. (laughs) So
0: you're talking about bringing people and discipling them, sending them back to their respective tribes. Explain to our listeners in Laos what the language barrier is there. Because of the different remote communities, there are different dialects, correct?
1: Yes. Laos is very diverse, you know, and we have, like you said, more than uh, 130 ethnic minority groups. They have their own languages. They have their own tradition. They have their own culture. I would say pretty much their own world. So when we have them, we have to learn about them most of the time, they don't have a written languages, so they have to speak my national language, which this is a tribal too, but it's a big majority people speak my language. It's the same thing like Spanish or like French or like Danish, you know, it's that different. So they look alike like me, brown skin and black hair, but they don't understand each other.
0: Wow, so having the language barrier, the multiple different cultures, different traditions, different communities that must make relationship difficult
1: oh yeah oh yeah it's absolutely like complicated this is an example that i like to share with people i think it is so like interesting it just amaze me i mean i see the uniqueness and the beauty but also i see like the depth of like human hearts like it's so complicated it's so deep to understand even in their own culture you can see like, wow, this is just like mind blowing, you know. I usually with many girls, you know, like a different groups of people the cooking and eating, you know, and they have to set up the table. So we work with Aka group, that's the name of the group of people. So they will put food like, you know, in a circle, mm-hmm. but another group they, they put food like straight. Aka people, they talk all the time when they eat, but the other group they don't talk. And It's a lot of like talking through and agreeing what we can like move together because they're all different. So, in many, many times, I have to really like more like learning and asking them because sometimes they don't even realize that it's part of like who they are because they live that life for a long time. But when they come together, you know, we have to say like this is like what we need to do together because of our situation, you know, with the environment we are in, you have to change the way that you live but it doesn't mean you change who you are so i have to tell them because our house is kind of like smaller at that time you know you have to eat like a circle we cannot make the table really long and eat like you know like a standing in walmart lie you know like forever you (laughs) know (laughs) so
0: so a little bit of compromise a little bit of adaptation and change and finding those things that you agree on yeah and moving forward together
1: Yeah, in each culture, God said, like, okay, you know, like, work with this group of people. Everyone needs love. In all cultures, you know, no matter what, poor, rich, you know, educated, uneducated, we all need love. And I felt like that's the only way that God, you know, helped me to go through that, working with those groups. And they didn't understand, you know, like, each other but they understand the language of love because wow. their heart is complicated. When you show love, they understand that. They receive that. So yeah. I think that is just amazing, you know, like one word to say, like, I love you. I mean, once in you say that, it changed everything.
0: Wow. My wheels are spinning right now thinking about how complicated that situation is there and then our western culture Mm -hmm. and i think about all the different denominations of christianity that are here in america Mm -hmm. and how we all have our different traditions our different cultures our different way of doing service our different way of worshiping yes and really the commonality of it all is love Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's so true
0: and if we could just focus on the gospel Mm -hmm. and focus on love Mm -hmm. rather than all of our differences yeah focusing on that, we would come together even yeah. more.
1: Yeah, amen. In agreement. Mm-hmm.
0: That would be I absolutely agree. Well, you have an interesting story of how you came to know Christ. Can you share a little bit of that?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know, I grew up with uh, a belief that um, you follow your parents' ancestor, you follow the tradition, you know, and my dad... Uh, he was uh, a Buddhist. So when you're a Buddhist, you know, you go to the temple and you try to do good things and you try to respect your parents and, uh, you know, the rules that we have, you know, as a Buddhist, you know, you work hard and try and try and try. So that's where I grew up. And also from my mom's side, she was a um, ancestral worshiper. We worship the spirit from our ancestors from generation to generation. So I was raised with the two belief systems. It was compromising, but I didn't really like know the meaning of it. Um, I went to the temple every morning, like very really early. I was very uh, religious, I would say. I was very committed. That's what I knew at the time. You know, in my heart, I was so like searching for something that I couldn't even explain you know I remember one time that I felt like God will really be reaching out to me I know that something like created me and the whole thing but I just didn't know what it was you know so uh that was uh, the part that God was like putting something in my heart already to search for the truth even though I was very like spiritual I consider myself very spiritual with my own belief I was born in 1981. We got freedom from the Vietnam War in 1975, and at that time, you know, the poverty was so bad because uh, we got bombed by America about nine years, so the whole country was bombed. If you study about the history, Laos is one of the most bombed nations in the world by America. You know, every day I heard my teachers, my parents, and my mom told me the story, you know. When you were young, you know, we had to dig the holes and we have to, like, put all you guys together in one hole and just lay on each other, you know. It was just like, amazing that we all survived and life, you know, because it was so bad. Every day, like 24 hours, of bomb dropping from the sky from American airplanes. So I heard that for years, you know, and it created, like, the hatred the hatred, you know, in me. And it's really like, affected my whole family. So we, we struggled with poverty. We struggled as a whole, as a country. And the addiction was so bad, it just destroyed our whole family. So we couldn't run to anywhere because everywhere, just like poverty and no food. We were so hopeless. And one day, you know, I had a dream. And in my dream, I was somewhere. It was so dark. It was so dark, I couldn't find anything. And I ran and ran and ran and ran to get out of the place because it was so dark. I couldn't find my family, I couldn't find my sister, I couldn't find anybody to talk to. And I ran and ran and ran, and I was so desperate. And eventually I knelt her down. I said the name, Jesus help me. When I said that name, suddenly uh, the light started to shine on me from my right hand and show me like the way to get out and I got up and I followed that light and then I woke up you know the moment I said that name and, and I woke up and I was like why I said that name you know like the hatred everything just dropped and I I just felt like something like came upon me and I felt I was like an overcomer, I could do anything. I could win the world, you know, and I felt like something came. And I knew that it was Jesus that came to me. And, like, I couldn't believe, like, the hatred from the war. It was, like, these foreign, you know, American people, they believe in Jesus, and then they believe in God. They kill people. Don't believe in them. And I hated Jesus so much, you know, because I heard the story. It was true because I lived that life you know, but when I say that name, the hatred was just gone completely. It was gone and I didn't have like, the hatred toward American at that moment. And later on, God confirmed to me again. I met a lady, she lived behind my house. She just stopped by and talked to me and she was so strange, but her presence was so powerful. I couldn't even say, but it was strange, but like peaceful. You know, and then she really drew my attention. And then she stopped by, and then she started to talk to me. And then finally she sat down, and then she shared with me about the peace of God. And then she told me about God created everything, created me, created everything. And that story makes sense. You know, when I had a question, when it was like many times that I asked, I didn't have the answer, and then she answered me. But I didn't hear the word, Jesus. But she talked about the church, about people that worship God. I don't even understand, like, worship, what do you mean? To do what? To just sing a song for what? You know, worship God who created the universe. And I was like, oh, that sounds wonderful. I want to be there someday, you know. And later on, she passed away. And uh, before she passed away, she shared my story with a pastor. And the pastor, one day, he stopped by in his motorbike, and he knocked at the door, and I opened the door, and he said, I'm here for you. I said, who are you? He said, oh, remember the lady? You know, she shared a story with you that lived behind your house. I said, yeah, I remember her, where she is. He told me that she passed away, and she told me that you want to know more about God, and then he started to share about Jesus and when he said the name I I was so excited because I met him in a dream already God just confirmed to me that it was him and he just confirmed to him and then I accepted Jesus right away and in the journey with God it was like the turning point of my life and that's where I met him
0: it's beautiful you know Jesus says if any man come after me must first deny himself take up his cross and follow me and looking at what you're involved with and what you're doing and pouring into people's lives, you're giving your life away, helping to restore other lives, and then Mm -hmm. influencing those lives to do the same. Mm -hmm. That is what we're called to do. That is our mission. That's the will of our Father. Mm -hmm. Just share with us a little bit about what you're doing here locally and some of the relationships that you've built and the women that you've been helping.
1: Yeah. um, the ministry that I'm uh, working in Joblin right now is called Living Grace. So it's a transitional facility for young women, ages between 18 to 24. So we just love on these girls, and our heart is to see them, to know the Lord, and also to go out to the community and make a change. That's what I have been doing. But my main focus is in love. Uh, my heart is for uh Lao people, because it's, it's still a big need for the gospel. And we have so many tribes and more than 130 groups, and only 30 groups that heard the name of Jesus. The rest never heard uh, the name of Jesus. And I, my heart is to, uh, when I'm, I'm here, I want to serve people here, to share the gospel, to just tell what God you know have been doing in my life, and also to reach out to those people in Laos that never heard the gospel. My heart is to reach out to all groups. That never heard the word of God. We will serve both countries now in here as well.
0: It's just amazing to me. I wish we could just sit and hear all the stories. I know you probably have story after story after story of life after life after life that's been changed yes. uh, through your ministry. I definitely want to have you on again. Maybe we can do that and share some of those stories. That would be awesome. Can you do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we do team up with Lilac Missions and do a lot of that too. So maybe we can tie in some mission trips and maybe get some people signed up for that. Oh, that would be Lyle's.
1: fantastic. That would be wonderful. Yeah. I would love that.
0: <laughs> so we'll talk about that. And uh, also, if people want to find out how they can get in touch with you and help out with uh, Living Grace or anything here locally or help out with Next Gen Asia, how do they contact you?
1: Yeah, you can just visit our website, nextgenasia.org. So we have information there. You can text me from my phone, my email. Yeah, I would love to answer any questions you have for the ministry in here, you know, and also in Laos as well.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Noi, for being on with me.
1: Thank you for having me again. What a blessing. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too.
0: So good to have Noi with me on this episode of the Encounter Culture podcast. Looking forward to sitting down with her in the future and hearing some of those stories and working with Lilac Missions, something that we've been doing through relationship. And you know, Paul Wilson has been on the program before talking about covenant relationship. And next week, another relationship that is tied up in Lilac Missions and some other things as well. Francisco Hernandez will be on the program with us. And we'll be talking a little more in depth about international relationships and how covenant relationship even digs deeper into the heart of who we are. That's next week on the Encounter Culture Podcast. We'll see you then.